Well, good morning. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Jen A, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Colorado. Today is Thursday, March 25th, 2021, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter number four, We Agnostics. We're on page 46, reading the second paragraph, beginning with much to our relief one paragraph only to the bottom of the page. Today's readers and Team Thursday members are Lauren N., Melissa G., Janice P.M., Margaret D., Anita J., Susan H., and Leslie W. The reference numbers for Wednesday, March 24th are 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 16,635, 16635. Our 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time numbers are 16,636, 16636. So Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose here, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Lauren N. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, visionaries. Lauren N. from New York, compulsive overeater, sugar addict. The 12 steps. We admitted, one, we admitted we were powerless over food and our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to our God, to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact, exact nature's, sorry, nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God 
as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Lauren. I will now ask Melissa G. to read the 12 traditions. Hi, um, this is Melissa G. from Michigan, and these are the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. In 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you so much for letting me serve this month. Have a great meeting. Pat. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, Melissa. Well, this is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the chapter, We Agnostics. We're in the big book on page number 46, 
and we're reading the second paragraph, which begins with much to our relief. I will ask Janice PM to begin reading. Well, thank you so much, uh, Jen, and good morning to you and good morning to everyone. My name is Janice PM, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Much to our relief, we discovered we did not need to consider an other of in another's conception of God. Our own conception, however inadequate, was sufficient to make the approach and to effect a contact with him. As soon as we admitted the possible existence of a creative intelligence, a spirit of the universe, underlying the totality of things, we began to be be possessed of a new sense of power and direction provided we took other simple steps. We found that God does not make too hard terms with those who seek him. To us, the realm of of spirit is broad, roomy, all-inclusive, never exclusive or forbidding to those who earnestly seek. It is open, we believe, to all men. Yes, much to our relief. Now, this is written in in the past, of course. This is written with the recovered alcoholics that uh, got, you know, were recovered, and this is their experience. So, what they what they're saying in the past pages is one, um, you know, I, I we call it the spiritual starter kit. In other words, there's about four characteristics that helped me to start uh, be willing to believe, number one, that my religion wasn't the only religion in the world. And if you didn't belong to that religion, you weren't saved. What a crazy idea. But that's what I was brought up. That's the first old idea the first prejudicial idea that my higher power, of course, we call it, I call it God, and they did too at the time, um, because that's what they found. They they named their power uh, through uh, through the Oxford group God. And, uh, you know, I found the first prejudicial, how do you say it? Prejudicial idea that I had was, oh, my my God was the only God, and if you were another religion, you weren't going to be saved. Well, how crazy is that? So, because I know today, my God is very inclusive, not exclusive. And one uh, one of the um, uh, characteristics of the uh, starter, the spiritual starter kit, is prejudice. You know, lay aside any prejudice that you would have towards this spirituality and number two even a willingness this is what they're talking about even a willingness to believe in a power greater than me ourselves first it it had to had two criteria it couldn't be me and it had to be higher than me and yes the fellowship is is good support and other you know meetings are good um, but you're still human, you know, there's still human, there's that human aid element in our own conception. Number three, no matter how inadequate 
And believe you me, the second step going into doesn't say that we have to believe at this time. You could just have a possibility, a plot. it could be possible that I could have a different idea would be adequate, sufficiently adequate, and then to admit the possible existence of a power provided, and here's the, here's the key, provided that we took other simple steps, and that's to continue with after, after step three, that we make a decision to continue with the other steps, guaranteed we did find a power and you will find the power through those actions. And uh, they believe that all men can do this, no matter what religion you are. Just be open-minded. And with that, I'm gonna pass, thank you. Thank you, Janice PM. So we value everyone's experience and we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Who would like to share on what was read today? Nancy P. Tina S. Nancy. Melissa. Loretta Tina. H. Melissa. Loretta. Claire E. from the UK. Dara Claire. L. Dara. All right, let's stop there. That was easy. Nancy, Tina, Melissa, Loretta, Claire, and Dara. All right. Good morning to you, Nancy. Go right ahead. Thanks, Jen. Could you please time me? Um, so this is a very comforting paragraph to me because um, I don't see any place in the whole chapter, even in the whole book, that says that I can't be agnostic, which is good because I am very agnostic. And, you know, it says... Um, you know, I don't need to consider another conceptions of another's conception of God. And for from you know, for the first forty seven years in the program from nineteen seventy one to twenty seventeen, I tried. I tried. I was like I, I faked, you know, I tried and tried to make things work that way and it just wasn't working for me. And, you know, when I had finally been beaten and I just stopped everything, I didn't care. I don't care how it works, what it is, when it works, why it works, I don't care about any of that. Um, and the book says, luckily, that I don't have to. Um, and so I came up with my own conception, just like what it says in the book in several places. And I don't consider it inadequate at all because the data show me that I haven't hurt myself with food since December 1st of 2017, and I'm serene. So what more do I need? You know, I, <clears throat> I have all, every single promise that it says in this book, without exception, has come true for me. And I don't... You know, I have done, you know, the other, the other simple steps, 12 in number, 11 in number, um, and there is no hard bargain. I didn't think, you know, that I was even going to be able to go shopping at that store, but there's no hard bargain. And um, I didn't think it was forbidding exactly. I thought it would be impossible for me to get there. But just like what it says, as long as I earnestly seek, and I was earnest and I am earnest, and whatever I think about this is okay, and today, my, the object of the game for me is um, this, my awareness itself, my sense of wonder itself is what I sort of cloak myself in. And I live within that awareness and I don't try to define it because I don't care. I don't care about that any more than I care how my GPS works in my car. As long as I get to where I'm going, I don't care. And the good news about this is that 
you know, it's free, it's abundant, and it's available to anyone. And I, myself, I give it away hand over fist to anybody who calls me, and there's plenty more, there's plenty more, there's plenty more. And um, I feel like, you know, I don't, I'm just fine. They're telling me that I'm just fine the way that I am and that I don't have, and and there's no conflict. It says elsewhere in the book, and and there is a solution. There's no conflict among us about any of this stuff. You know, it says faith can be acquired. Yep, I'll just wrap up. Faith can be acquired. I could probably get it at Amazon if I spend long enough on there. And so today, I, um, you know, I'm happy, joyous, and free. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Nancy P. Up next is Tina S. from Florida. Good morning, Tina. Good morning, Jen. I'm Tina, compulsive eater, uh, recovered compulsive eater, anorexic in Florida. Thanks so much for your service. And, you know, what great shares already this morning. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a wonderful meeting. Um, You know, ditto, ditto. I'm not sure that I could really add much more except for that I'm on the same page, you know. And, you know, I came here... um, you know, after practicing a religion and leaving that religion and um, thinking that, you know, I, I knew all about God and, you know, but I really didn't have a belief that, that God would work for me. And so this gives me that permission, you know, because thank you, God, you know, our own, our own conception, however inadequate, was sufficient and that we didn't have to believe what somebody else believed because I tried for a very long time and it didn't work for me. And, you know, what I, what I love about this, and, and we'll learn further on in, in the book, is that we could start right where we were. We didn't have to be anyplace else. I always thought that I had to be someplace else, you know, more spiritual, more believing, more whatever, or um, be somebody else to be um, worthy. And that's not what it tells me here. All it tells me is as soon as I admitted the possible existence, I don't even have to believe that there is an existence, just admit that there possibly may be, you know. Um, then I became possessed of a new sense of power and direction. And that's exactly what happened to me. You know, step two, came to believe, doesn't say I have to believe anything. And what it does say is that, you know, through the, through the rest of the work, you know, three through 12, you know, I have this understanding and this effectiveness, efficiency that has been given me through something bigger than me. You know, and I never had any of that. And I don't get it right here, but I'm willing to do the work. I love that it was talked about. You know, it says um, we, we pos- uh, be possessed of a new sense of power and direction, provided we took other simple steps, which was just so um, divinely inspired and sweetly um, p- portrayed in the first couple shares is that just do the work, go on through the rest of the steps, and you know, and you'll get this thing. You know, I am no better, no worse than anybody. If it works for me, it will certainly work for you. You know, but you have to do the work. And that we found that God does not make too hard turns for those who seek Him. And that's what, that was my experience. And um, with that, I'll pass. I'm looking forward to hear some more great shares. Thanks. Thanks, Tina. Up next, we have Melissa followed by Loretta. Good morning, Melissa. Hey, good morning, Jen. Thanks so much for your service this morning. I'm Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. Um, This is like one of my favorite (laughs) parts of the book um, because it tells me that, like, my conception can be the weakest conception of all. It's like... And I still say, like, my my conception of God is evolving. It's growing. It's like 
It's like I'm I'm building a plane and flying it at the same time, right? And that's all that, like, it's it doesn't have to be fixed. In fact, um, all that's required for me is to consider, like, there's a possibility. And, you know, and I just love, um, you know, I, I'm going to give you guys, like, a little, little hint about me. I'm like a hippie, crunchy, like, I was a Grateful Dead following girl who would say, this book's too Christian, and it's too male-centered, and it's too whatever. And by the way, I didn't read it. <laughs> like, I'll just let you know, I also didn't read it. So, yeah, I'm so open-minded, I'm not reading things. And, you know, and then here I am, right? I, I read this, and I stumble upon, like, names for God that I could, like, wrap my head around, creative intelligence, right? Spirit of the universe. It, it's like... um it was just, I felt like it was designed for me, you know, um, because I worshipped intellect. I was like, you know, and to think that I can actually think about my higher power as being creative intelligence, right? And um, and all that is required for me is to, like, to start receiving this new sense of power, which I knew I needed because I had admitted I was powerless, Um is to just consider a possibility and then begin taking actions that support this consideration, right? I have this consideration, and if it's more than just lip service, then I'm going to start taking actions that demonstrate that I'm considering it. And, you know, so the directions are really clear. It's to seek God. You know, for me, it's not located at a fixed point. It's not an end point. It's not at a destination, but it's actually... It's in the journey. It's like, and we're told we trudge the path, you know, we trudge this path of, you know, of of happy destiny. And for me, that's where God is found. It's in like hidden places along the way that like, and then I see, when I see it, I'm like, this was never hidden. Why did I think it was hidden? You know, this is like one of my favorite topics to discuss. And for someone that came here initially so bristly and hating the word, you know, God. Now it's like I'm. I know that this addiction was the most incredible gift that I was given because it forced me to have a relationship with something that is, you know, that has resolved all of my problems, not just my food problem. Thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Up next, we have Loretta H. Followed by Claire E. Good morning to you, Loretta. Good morning, Jen, and everybody who saves my life on this line every morning. This is Loretta H. I live in Raleigh, recovered compulsive overeater. So grateful to be here and also to have heard all those shares because they're the paragraph and the shares are like a big hug this morning for me that is a wretch like me who is a wholesale miracle today. And it's because of this, I believe, and there's a song that um, Elvis sang about, I believe, and I, a lot of times when I'm down, I play that song because he answers every prayer. And even um, any prayer that is the way it should be, life should be, he has answered it with a miracle. Number one, it started when uh, I was able to get away from compulsively eating and not hurt and eat myself with my anorexia. I mean, am I a wholesale miracle? Yes. 
but I need to seek every day. And we have a song in church that says, and it, it always makes me laugh because it says, God inebriate me. And I always think, oh my God, I inebriated myself with alcohol, with food, with shopping, anything. And today I can actually be a good thing like it, it says about being, um, you know, uh, earnest and seeking. And it's no matter how insufficient it is, I can get it. It's a God of my un- understanding that I stand under. And it's, it, it is, it's a miracle because I did come in as an agnostic. I came in believing that God, there was nothing about God that I wanted because it never worked for me. And today, with God's grace and mercy, you know, I have 20 years without using, but I also have 20 years of a life that is beyond my dreams and imagination, but I do have to trudge in these steps, working with others, clean house. I have to do that. And the first thing I have to do is have that date with God every morning. And with that, I pass. And you guys are the big hug this morning. So have a beautiful day. Bye. <laughs> Hugs back at you, Loretta H. All right. Up next, we have Claire E. Followed by Dara. Good morning to you, Claire. Hi there, everyone. Thank you so much for hearing me. My name is Claire E. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in the UK. Oh, so much in this paragraph. I've been sitting here with all the things running through my head. It's been brilliant sharing. Um, so. When I came into OA, and to a degree, even now, I'm a cynical, um, doubtful, um, I'm quite science-based. That's very much my upbringing. My upbringing was very much um, that of uh, really two atheist parents. Um, And I struggled. I've really struggled with the spiritual side of this program um, over the years. Um, And I think what I'm trying to share, you know, for anyone that might identify with that is you know, all the things I've done wrong, really. Um, I love the bit where it says we don't need to consider another's conception of God. That's something I did. I tried. Um, so if I found someone whose recovery I liked, I tried to make their higher power my higher power. And I have done all sorts of very strange things in the pursuit of this. I've, I've, uh, I have a, I've had a pagan sponsor. I've been up hills banging on drums. Um, I had a Roman Catholic sponsor who I tried to sort of get that. There was a another type of meditation I tried to do um which I I didn't gel with any of it but I was desperately trying to sort of force it along um and you know my experience has been um really that is that however inadequate my own experience is it's my own experience and these are such individual experiences we can have with our higher powers um just in the same way that there's no real one food plan that fits everyone in a way you know that we're free to choose our own higher power and to find something that works for us and and like's been shared already you know things like creative intelligence realm of the spirit i can i can get my head around that you know i can i can use that um and that's you know it's how how you know how i've how i've progressed i guess um and I, yeah i'll share something i mean last week i i'm i'm doing um i'm doing the steps again for some different behaviors and i said to my sponsor in that program I don't think I can, I don't think I can, I can do this. I don't think, there, you know, I've really got doubt that higher power can actually, you know, remove these things. And she said something back at me. She said, and yet here you are. And, and you know what, it's, it's, she said it a lot to me, you know, look at the evidence, 
look at the evidence, you know, the evidence is that I haven't picked up food for three and a half years. The evidence is that my life is a lot better. The evidence is I have a lot more belief in power greater than me. The evidence is that I do a lot of things every day that I try to enlarge and, and, and my spiritual life. Um, and, you know, that's what I forget. That's what I forget when I get this agnosticism. Um, another thing I really wanted to pick up on this was um, the seeking bit. You know, seeking is an action. You know, I have to take action. It's like that muscle. I have to exercise that muscle. You know, God doesn't make hard turns. My experience is every time I've asked for heartfelt help from my higher power, I've got it in some shape or another. But I do have to seek. I do have to ask. I do have to take the actions. I do have to take those other simple steps. You know, it doesn't just come to me on a plate. Um, and when I do take those simple actions, you know, my experience of, of spirituality is, is there. It's growing. Um, I like to choose to ignore it. I like to dismiss it, but it's there and it's growing. And that's very much progress from where I came from. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Claire E. from the UK. Up next, we have Dara. Dara, I think it's L, but I didn't want to guess. You tell me where you're from, too. Oh, great. Can you hear me? Yeah, go right ahead. Good morning okay, to you. great. Good morning. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. And um, oh my gosh, I love this paragraph. I um, so in college uh, when I was uh, profoundly anorexic and I weighed about 96 pounds and I'm five foot seven and a half, so that was clearly um, very sick for me. I um, I became a religious studies major, and part of that was because I knew that my solution lay in something spiritual. Um, but at the time, I thought that there, there was only one truth for God and what God was supposed to look like. And as I studied all these wonderful and beautiful world religions, I became more and more and more fractured inside. And I felt like, you know, but but all, but you know, there's beauty in everything. And what's the one truth? You know, what's the one truth? How am I going to find the one, the one path? And, you know, really, it was my own faulty conception and this belief that one way has to work for all people, um, you know, that, that kept me sick and kept me stunted and kept me trying to, there's a line in our, you know, in the big book that talks about even when our motives are good, we try to run the show. And that's what, what was happening with me. I was like trying to find God, but in a way that left so many people out and I couldn't live with it and I couldn't reconcile it. Um, and this, this paragraph of the big book just means so much to me. Um, today I work in diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and how it relates to this passage is that as I look at the world religions, there are 400 and, or 4,300 some odd world religions and all of them, I find beauty in all of them. You know, in the uh, Islamic tradition, I find social justice and community. In Buddhism, I find an embracing of suffering and humanity. In Quakerism, you know, each person has direct access to God, Judaism, there's an intensive study of spiritual texts. Atheists, they find something in this world worth believing in. And, you know, uh, Christianity, the concept of salvation through grace, indigenous people, um, uh, 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 reverence and worship of ancestral traditions and the earth. I mean, I could go on and on and on. And I just love that this talks about um, the realm of the spirit being all inclusive, never exclusive or forbidding to those who earnestly seek. And I think my whole life I've been seeking a solution that left people out. And today I seek a solution uh, that, that brings everybody in. And I am so grateful. Um, I didn't even realize until I read this paragraph of the big book that like 
I find this here um, in a way that I don't find in any other um, spiritual path that I've ever sought. So I'm so grateful to be here um, and so grateful to all that people have to teach me about their conception of God because it just makes mine broader and bigger and, um, and more special and more sacred. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Beautiful. Thank you, Dara L. from PA. All right. So uh, if you've just joined the meeting, guess where we're at? Page number 46. We're on the second paragraph in We Agnostics, much to our relief. We read that entire paragraph and we're sharing on that today. And we value everyone's experience, so we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that other might, others might share their experience, too. Who's out there that can share today? Susan H. Rosie W. Susan H. Jackie L. Elizabeth T. I heard T. somebody W. Go back to the W person. Jackie Rosie H. W. Crystal P. Sorry, say it one more time. You're really soft-spoken. I want to get you in. Jackie <laughs> Rosie W. Jackie or Gracie? Uh, Rosie. Rosie. Thank you. Nancy Rosie. <laughs> Nancy. Morazine. I'm Jackie sorry, say it one more time. Morazine. Mora, thank you. And I got Jackie. M-A-U-R-A. I can spell today. Okay. All right. So this is who I have. See if I didn't goof it up too bad. <laughs> I just want to get Rosie in there. Okay. We have Susan H., then Rosie W., I believe, then Elizabeth, Mara Z., Nancy L and then Jackie H, I believe. So if I mess anything up, y'all can just recorrect me um, when you come to share. So Susan H, go right ahead. Thank you, Jen. I'm Susan H. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. I'm very grateful to be here. I need to first apologize for missing uh, checking in. And do you know how one of those things that remind me I'm a recovered compulsive overeater? I can accept my mistakes as human. Now that is uh, a miracle in my life. Uh, my humanness is going to come up again as long as I am human. And that's, that's my uh, job description, I think. <laughs> um, it's funny how the experiences that pop up around paragraphs are the ones that say, oh, you need to talk about this. I came in as an agnostic, and it was difficult to settle into the idea that I just have to keep open-minded about the subject of God. And, uh, and I found that if I kept an open mind, to the best of my ability, and I took the actions that God does not make too hard terms with those who seek him. I've never felt like he's been pushing me around. That was uh, kind of my fear, I think. Yeah, the realm is broad. The, the realm of spirit is broad, roomy, all-inclusive. I am very grateful for that because it allows me to be amazed by the gifts that I get when I take the actions of trust. And the trust grows as I, as I take the actions. The more actions I take, the more trust I have for a higher power. I, I still can't wrap my brain around, 
but I trust that I'm loved right where I am and I am given the gifts that I could never imagine. So trust grows. And I am grateful for that uh, ongoing, um, I don't know, I can't think of the word, but that ongoing. I trust, I act, and so I trust more. And I act, and I trust more. And with that, I will um, pass, and I will be happy to be newcomer greeter a little bit later. Awesome. Thanks so much, Susan H. Up next, we have Rosie W., followed by Elizabeth. Good morning to you, Rosie. Good morning. Um, thanks so much for your service and uh, for everyone sharing today. Um, I'm Rosie W., a compulsive overeater in the UK. Um, I'm new to vision. I've just started working the steps here after several years in OA and sort of uh, feeling that my recovery has never been more than adequate, I guess. And But I've really heard in you guys over the last few months since I started listening in um, the profound uh, psychic change that I really have longed for. Um, so this is one of my very favorite paragraphs in this book. And for me, what this paragraph tells me, which I need to hear over and over again, is that I that I can belong and that I can recover too. Um, when I came into the rooms at the age of 30, I'd, I'd compiled 30 years of evidence that A, I would never be able to stop eating, and that B, that I was in that alone, and that I didn't really belong anywhere. There was no group anywhere to which, you know, I could really, in which I could really feel at home. And um, when I was finally uh, 12-stepped, it was um, it was one of many, many professionals that I went to see in the hope that I could pay them to stop me eating. And um, she told she listened. She had a couple of sessions with me, and and after, uh, after a while, she said, <laughs> she said you're a hopeless case. She actually used those words, uh, which was quite a shock because I had not read the big book at that time, nor had I heard of it. Um, it was. It, it, it was a shock. But after she told me a little bit about how it worked, um, I began to feel convinced that, you know, probably this was something that, that, you know, that might actually, thank God, help me at last. And then I went home and full of hope. And I looked at, and, and you know, I should add, I didn't want to belong to this. I didn't like the sound of it at all. But I also sort of felt that it, it was my it was my one and only hope. So I went home and I looked it up. And step one, I thought, yeah, OK, I relate to this. Step two, I thought, what? And step three, I just, I, I, I felt really despairing, actually, because when I saw the word God, I thought, well, I cannot be part of this. This will not work for me. I can't, I will never be able to take part in this thing, whatever it is. Um, and that was a desperate moment because by that point, my life was tiny. I was binging in toilets because that was the only place where I had any privacy. I spent a lot of time eating food, binge food in toilets. Um, I was I was miserable and I was insane and I'd begun to think this is going to kill me. There is no hope for me. Um, but I went back to this therapist and I said, this is not going to work for me. I, I, I can't be involved in something that, you know, that, that is centered around the idea of God or a higher power. Um, and she she did. She basically paraphrased um, the penultimate sentence, you know, to us, the realm of spirit is broad, roomy, all inclusive never exclusive or forbidding to those who earnestly seek. And she told me really that all I needed to do was to earnestly seek. And so 
I tried. I tried. And a few days later, I found the willingness to get down on my knees at the end of my bed and I prayed and I felt stupid. But I guess it worked because it was it was earnest and um, and it did work. It, it took a while, but I, I did eventually get and maintain an abstinence um, and it saved my life. Thanks. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave it there. I'll pass. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much, Rosie W. from the UK. Up next, we have Elizabeth followed by Maura Z. Elizabeth, welcome. Yeah. Hi, welcome. Thank you. Uh, good morning. This is Elizabeth T. from Minneapolis, and I'm a compulsive overeater, and thank you for letting me share. Um, I, too, like many of the other people, love this paragraph. Um, some of the things that I have noticed or have noticed in the past is the capitalization of certain words. Um, yes, of course, the capitalization of the word God, the capitalization of uh, creative intelligence, spirit of the universe, realm of the spirit. Um, what I appreciate about that um, is how Bill is, is, is just giving the reverence of the unexplicable. Um, and I appreciate that because there's got to be something quite, I do have reverence for whatever that is, that God that is restored me to sanity. Um, and I, um, I also want to say, I would go so far as to say in this paragraph, as well as in Bill's story, you know, it, we have to, or I've had to get to a place of complete desperation to actually be open or to set aside the prejudice, which is what Bill described in his own experience back on page 12, set aside any prejudice or agnostically thinking. Um, and I was, and I also was raised with a religion and it was an inadequate concept of a God and what they're saying here. And I still, as I recovered um, from two addictions, um, I still fall into the agnostically thinking. I still limit my concept of what God can do for me. And so what I love about reading this is that I'm reminded over and over again that every day I need to be open to a God that is broad, roomy, all-inclusive. That's the encouragement we get. Um, the other thing I would say is just that I too came into this program and I thought, oh yeah, everybody else can do it but me. And so I had to crack that door just a little open to be open that I also could be restored to sanity. Sanity being just unhealthy, um, really just mentally ill. Um, and I don't mean, I mean, just ill, let's put it that way. I was physically, spiritually, mentally ill. This is not an intellectual exercise. This is actually not really about religion at all. This is about a personal relationship with a God or higher power of my understanding. And I would go so far as to say from my own experience, um, it's not that I can rub off from somebody else who's got a lot of faith, their faith, their personal experience. They've had to leap. They've had to suspend disbelief. They've had to go through their own things to be able to get to a point of, of believing and experiencing. Um, and so, so do I. I can't rub off like a, 
a lucky rabbit or foot or a lucky penny. This is experience. And what I found really fascinated about this is just the loving gentleness of it, that we get to just crack that door just a little open because we will one day, as we as it says here, and this is my experience, is that as I, I clip along and take these steps, I will come to believe and I will be restored to sanity. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth T. from Minnesota. Up next, we have Maura Z, followed by Nancy L. Hey, Maura. Hey, Jen. Thanks so very much for your service this morning. Maura Z, recovering in Virginia. There's been a lot said about this paragraph that I absolutely resonate with and reflect on. And starting my clock. There we go. Um, and and so, as someone said earlier, it's it's, how do I come up with something new? Well, here's the deal, Maura. Put your ego aside. You don't have to come up with anything new. You're just relating to what is going on in this book, and I do so relate to what's going on in this book. <clears throat> we found that God does not make too hard terms with those who seek him. You know, I've had a little bit of a wild ride in the last year or so, and I'm working again with a sponsor um, and I've had a tough go of it and I've I've always wanted to believe in God and I've always believed in God. The difference was for me that I've always believed he was there ready on the spot to help you and everybody else but I wasn't worthy. He wasn't there for me. What a crock. What another way of my ego exerting itself. You know, to us, the realm of spirit is broad, roomy, all-inclusive, never exclusive or forbidding to those who earnestly seek. And I don't have to do anything perfect. And I don't have to be the perfect prayer. I don't have to be the perfect person. I don't have to know in my heart exactly how to pray. That was that was part of my problem when I first came in. I would see these people who had this relationship with their God, and I'd ask, you know, how do you do this? How do you do this? And I was told, pray. And I'd come back with, I don't know how. Well, here's the thing about this magical little book we have, this little chip of a book. By reading this book and working the steps, I have been taught how to pray how to talk to something I cannot see, something I cannot hear, something I cannot touch. I've been taught how to have a conversation. I was brought up in a religion where we don't kneel. Well, as someone just recently said, there is nothing more powerful to me in my life than hitting my knees because it reminds me of how small I am and how big God is, that he can take care of me, that he is showing me how to move through life without fear. It comes and goes, but it's mostly disappearing. I could not be more grateful for you all in this meeting and for him. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Morrissey. Up next is Nancy L. and then Jackie H. Hi, Nancy. 
Hi, this is Nancy L. in Georgia. Uh, can I be heard? Yes, you may. Go right ahead. Okay. I just, this just reiterates for me how much I love this program uh, because, because it's inclusive of the, with the atheist and the agnostic and whatever your religion belief is, you're included. And my one of my character defects when I came in, I professed Christian, and I still profess Christian. However, when I came in and started reading the literature and the steps and it started talking about God, I thought, oh, I got this thing. You know, I, yeah, I believe in God since, I guess, since I came out of the womb. Um, so I thought this was going to be an easy thing for me. Um, and I could get 30 days of abstinence easily, and then I'd start binging. My binge eating could go on for hours, two, three hours, sick as a dog, but I would keep binge eating. And after 30 days of clean, good eating, then I would go and do this insane behavior. And my fellows in OA would say, pray, pray. And I would say, I don't really want to pray. I want to eat my binge food. And that's the way my life went. I've been in this program for seven years now, uh, I finally have maintained a 60-pound weight loss and um, with the help of God, with the help of the God of my understanding. But my prayer had to come when I fell on my face. I didn't get on my knees. I fell on my face. I said, God, if you don't help me, I'm going to kill myself with this food. I cried out. I mean, I literally cried out. It's killing me. I'd been in the hospital five days, and I came home binging. And the God of my understanding heard that. And then one of my fellows, I love love people sharing and giving me images. One of my fellow OA members said, imagine that there is a chair and you put your binge food in that chair and then you go over to that chair and you bow down and worship that binge food. And I thought, no, I would never do a thing like that. But I did a thing like that over and over and over until through the steps, through step 11, every morning, to improve, still to improve my conscious contact with the God of my understanding. And Time each please. day I improve. And so I think I think all of you, I thank you, atheists, agnostics, whatever your religion, I thank you for being a willing servant to share your hope and experience and strength. And with that I pass. Thank you for letting me share this morning. Absolutely. Thank you, Nancy L. from Georgia. And Jackie H., would you like to share? Hi, good morning. This is Jackie H., compulsive overeater from Indiana. Can you hear me okay? Go right ahead. 
Thank you. Um, what I what I heard from this today is that God has, for me, God has always been in my life. What I'm realizing in my recovery this time is that my God needed to be higher. He had to be a higher power. Who else could have stopped me from compulsively eating? So even though I had God in my life, my whole life, I had to make God higher because I, and I, I had to make him important. He couldn't be sitting in the chair in the other room. I had to ask God to come into my heart. I could never, ever stop on my own. And God had to become good orderly direction. I always heard good orderly direction, but I wasn't sure what that meant. What I'm seeing today is I have to be willing to follow the direction of the steps to, to deepen my direction. I need to follow what you guys say to do. I need to pray whether I believe to pray or not. I need to write. I need to do whatever you say to do so that my will is smashed. The power that I believe today is love. Today I want to deepen my love of the steps and the journey before me and deepen this higher power that I believe is God who loves me. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie H. All right. Well, Jackie leaves a couple minutes on the clock. Anybody have a burning desire on the paragraph that we shared that wants to speak for two minutes? Well, I guess that's a good place to end then. Thank you, Jackie H. from Indiana. Um, awesome paragraph today. Awesome meeting. Um, seeking a solution that brings everybody in. And I just want to thank everybody who shared, everyone who attended the meeting today. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately follow the closing, following closing. Um, the share ID today, if you're interested, for Thursday, March 25th, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is 16,648. And we will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Margaret D. please read A Vision for You? Margaret, star one. Margaret. D, page 164. Can I be heard? Yes, we hear you, Jen. Yes, Thanks, Carlin. All right. Well, we're just going to continue. Page 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Mm. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship is right with him, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. 
We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.